Welcome to episode 121 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary with a beret. Oh, well, you know, last night we went to see uh, an art exhibit and, well, we participated in it. The proceeds were going to the Dolphins, which were a part of the Dolphin Democrats. Yeah, and, and Women in Distress. Women in Distress and, and the Pride Center. Yeah. But we went because it was the art show of this amazing artist named Kenneth Kahn, who we are close to his daughter Kate and Heather. Um, and they wanted to sell some of his art. Um, it was just so fucking amazing. It was amazing. And he's been ill and they've just wanted to like do all of these really special things for him. Yes. And, and they have so much of his art. And so they wanted to share it with everyone and, and like get it. Incredible art, incredible artist. Beautiful. And but he's look, been painting. I mean, I don't know if you can see it in the video. No, you can't because my computer's blocking it. But I've got like five pieces. <laughs> I bought five, five pieces. Well, one they gave to me, but the other yeah. four I, all, I bought because I just love them so much. So much. And he's been painting since the 1950s. Mm. He studied under some incredible artists. Yeah. He has his work in private collections. My favorite piece, though, is like the McCormick Spice Company has <laughs> yeah. his like artwork on display. Yeah. I guess because I think he's from that area, mm -hmm. but really like a beautiful range of, yeah. you know, there's some impressionistic style, realism, really beautiful. I know. I'm, beautiful, I'm beautiful. So, so we did this so we could raise, so they could also then donate the money to these organizations, which is great. But he walked in wearing a beret and I was oh. like, oh, I'm totally going to do a shout out so, to this guy on the podcast tomorrow. It is so lovely, lovely I speech. fucking love it. And oh. I miss that sort of like, you know, there's so much digital art now. Like this is still such a classic form of yes. like, to paint and his just his view. I mean, he's and he's still painting. He's still yes. painting. It's and I think he Kate is. said last night that he's 80. I think that's what oh. she said. Yeah, I mean, it's... I love I, it. Because I... The, some of the... I bought these three, like, it was like a series of a painting, um, paintings of a house here in where I live in my neighborhood. Yes. And so I wanted that because it's my neighborhood. And I'm like, I want these, these paintings. And Kate's like, you know, he can he can come paint your house. Like, take a picture of your house. He'll paint it for you. I said, will you please stop letting that man work with you? He doesn't, he doesn't need to be involved in that. He loves that. He probably oh. wants something. Oh, my God. Know. It was funny. I love it. Me I too. just hope... I just always hope that when I'm older, that I am still doing like the things that I yes, love and enjoy. Yes. Because I, I, you know, I had one grandmother who she loved like crocheting mm. and um, she also loved like baking and cooking and all that. But she was even when she lost like her, she had uh, issues with her eyes mm -hmm. and she still because she could do it by she could tell by looking at a blanket and she taught me how to like look at something and know what the stitches are. So mm. if I want to just replicate it without having the pattern. And wow. I just, I, and I was like, I just want to be like her, like just always like doing something that you love and enjoy, mm. you know? I think you do that. I know, but I mean, as I get older, you know, yeah. like, cause there's some older people that are like, I'm old, I'm old, mm. you know, like I don't want to be that old person. Well, speaking of old people, Ooh. my very first note this week is, <laughs> Fuck oh. you, Nancy Pelosi. Oh! Fuck you. <laughs> I am still. Oh my god! All out of my fucking mind right now. Oh, also, let me say something real quick. When we were at the art show last night, your your friend Karen was there who listens to the podcast, and she's like, "I feel like I already know you." I'm just when people say that to me because they know me from the podcast, yeah. I'm just gonna ask them if they want me to say "fuck you" to you. <laughs> like, just ask me. I'll I'll scream "fuck you" at you. Um. Oh my god. But. 
No, 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 no. But fuck you, Nancy Pelosi. But 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 fuck you. So Nancy Pelosi endorsed Charlie, yes. Charlie Chris this week. Why is and she my involved? And my head exploded. I don't know. And it was one of those like. Does she know what's I'm happening sorry, in the state of Florida? I don't know if it's her face because she's had so many fucking facelifts, but it's uh. so tight. She's like, it's not sincere. And so she's like, I think that you should vote <laughs> for Charlie Chris. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what you're saying. And again, she's got these dentures yeah, or something I in her know. mouth where I don't know. Does that come off as a strong leader? I don't think so. You no, know, just go um, for the implants, Nancy. Here's the thing. Do the dental implants. Here's the thing. <laughs> you don't know anything about Florida. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't does know she anything. Know what's, I mean, she should know. We are we are in danger. Well, so it would be nice I, if people know, on the federal level like knew and could help us. Well, they do know, but they have written off. That's that's yes. was my number one thought about this. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, we don't matter anymore. The Florida National Party, the DNC, they have not given money to Florida like in the money that we need in years, and they actually part of their budget when it came out a few months ago is Florida's not even on the fucking radar. Great. They have written us off as a red state. And, but this bitch, this fucking national now, now leader she wants to get involved, wants to dip her fucking toe into Florida for what yes. reason? Because you serve with Charlie Chris big fucking deal. I guarantee she couldn't pick him out of a fucking lineup. <laughs> and Please. I, you know, you know, I want to say something else that, um, that this conversation kind of demonstrates there's a lot of conversation uh, I've seen lately about, uh, or, or like people that are like, no one's there with their Biden flags and Biden signs. And it's like, well, maybe because Democrats uh, don't see our political figures as heroes. Yeah. And we don't step in line when our political figures do something ridiculous mm. like this endorsement. Yeah. And that we can call out our political leaders and say, what are you doing? Like, think about it. We aren't, and they, they want to call us the sheep. When they're the sheep, when they just fall in line and they don't question anything, uh, we we they are, these politicians are not superstars. There are some that we absolutely love and adore, and because of the work that they have done, mm. not just because they have a D next right. to their name, that doesn't mean shit to me. You know, it doesn't. So I mean, I really love like that's the one thing I, I love about you so much mm. is that you will say fuck you to somebody. Well, you know, I appreciate that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I, I listen, I laid it out for, oh, I wanted to Maya, say a Mia Culpa, like Tina likes to say about last week. But like, you know, I laid it out last week about Charlie Chris. I fucking told y'all. I told y'all all how it went. The only thing I got wrong was when he, when he lost it, when I said that he lost in the primary to Marco Rubio and then turned and ran as an independent for governor. That's not true. What happened is I had to go back and read it because I had to retweet it after I saw this endorsement. I'd send, I put a tweet out that listed all his, what he's been doing <laughs> the last fucking 20 years, right? But what oh I got wrong God. is he did turn around and run as an independent, but he, he was in that primary with Rubio. It was getting close to August and he realized he wasn't going to win. And then he switched to an independent. So he ran for U.S. Oh. Senate as an oh. independent, not governor. <laughs> so I got that part okay. wrong, but okay. everything else was right. Everything fucking else was right. And Nancy Pelosi as probably the second, maybe is it president, vice president? Who do you think the leader of the party is right, right. now? But like, she's a, one of those top five leaders right. of, the, of the Democratic right, of party. Course. And she's endorsing someone who On was a once stage. a Florida Republican governor. That yeah. should fucking matter. This fair weather fucking guy, like it should fucking matter to you. You know who, who, who this person is and, and how dare you, how dare you interrupt the, uh, this woman's yes, campaign i know how the fuck can you do that how oh could you fucking God. do that and then i saw all those old fucking fucking motherfuckers these old democrats in broward 
sharing that endorsement going, this is great. She's endorsed the right candidate. You motherfuckers who have been in the leaders of these clubs and caucuses for fucking 40 years who refuse to fucking pass the ball, pass the fucking baton to the next person. You motherfuckers won't do it. Right. And you're, and you want Charlie Crist and that's why we're going to lose. We're going to lose. If Charlie Crist, I don't know. I mean, unless, no, unless, it. unless like the people of Florida are, are, well, DeSantis is it helping becomes, him. I'll tell you that much. And, and, unless it becomes, you know, like a, a Biden Trump situation mm. where there are the more moderate people are going to be like, okay, I can, I can swallow Charlie Crist. Like I, uh, uh, girl, <laughs> I endorsed, <laughs> I endorsed, you know, I supported him like maybe when he was a Republican, you know, maybe there are those people in Florida that can get behind him. Well, um, yeah, like a moderate can, Republican could totally get behind yes, Charlie Chris, yes. totally get behind Charlie. So Chris. if that's like, if that's the move, but at the same time, we, we need to move, we don't, we need to move forward. I feel like in more progressive ways. Yes. We need the country to move forward. And pe- people here are progressive. Yes. And, and, that's what we need. And I still, and I know that I just, there have been some hiccups um, with um, Nikki Freed, you know, in the yeah, past all right. week. Yeah. But I, I still. I'm absolutely uh, fucking supporting yeah, So she doesn't want to wear a mask her. on a plane. Big fucking deal. Who the hell does? And if you want to wear the mask, this is the same. So now Democrats are fucking going against people who don't wear masks. We are at the lowest numbers in Florida that we have been in a, ever. Right. People, well, we go well, to places and we don't wear masks. Now, would I wear a mask on a plane? Absolutely. I would too. If, but she but she was basically like, peace out to wearing masks on planes. Now, was it good optics? No. I don't know who's advising this. Right. This is not okay. Right. And you Someone made, check and them you tweets made, before yeah. they're sent, please. And you made a good point the other day that, that she did also state that it was Democrats yes. who have been pushing the vaccine, who have been pushing you know, uh, the regulations to allow us to get to a point yeah. where we don't need masks. And- um, Democrats, you know, I think too, and I said this to you yesterday, it's not like Democrats want to walk around wearing masks all day. No. Nobody wants to, no. but we want to ensure that people are healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yes, I would wear a mask on a, on a, yeah. a so, anything that was super crowded. I would, would wear a mask. Of course. Give me a fucking So I get break. it. I mean, it's, it, here's the other problem that she had <sighs> this week. And I, I got to tell you it from the outside, it looked really bad. Okay. But when you actually look at it, it makes sense to me, but I'm not a fucking liberal to the point where I'm like, burn everybody if they don't fucking follow this dotted line, like, or whatever the line is for the party. Yeah, you know, no. I, I mean, there's things where I think we need to anything readjust. That is, anything that is extreme is bad. Yeah. So, so she, she put, had a big, oh, we're gonna make a big announcement to come out the next day. And she talks about how... <laughs> We're suing the Biden administration. <laughs> so as a state of Florida, I'm going to sue the Biden administration. And I was like, oh, no, I not know. Grandpa Joe. I know. Don't no. fucking bring that motherfucker <laughs> into this. He's uh, as beloved as that old fucking Nancy Pelosi. And I mean, and I, I my mother was like, listen, why is she suing Biden? I'm I like, know. fuck, I this know. is the demographic you need, girl. I know. Not but, my mother. But, and I have to say that that he has been making he has been doing things that he has set out to do. I mean, slowly and hard with- I, I'm, Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm I, not I, against I, Biden I, at yeah, all, but what I'm saying is as, as, a, as a person running for a, yeah, a, a governor's seat as Democrat yeah. in Florida, no. you really shouldn't sue Grandpa Joe no. at the top of the fucking There's ticket. a lot of older people in Florida. They don't like it. <laughs> and it was about, it says, and I'm gonna fight for the rights of, of, of marijuana users, medical marijuana users and gun owners. And this is the subtitle of the fucking article. I'm like, the house is- on fire. I Somebody know. get Nikki off the fucking Twitter, right? <laughs> so the 
then I go, all right, all right, Hillary, calm down. Just yeah, like, you what read is this first? about? What, what is, is it, it about? Yeah. So I read it. And it actually makes so much fucking sense. Medical marijuana is legal here in Florida. You can Correct. go get the card and walk. Go get your fucking the shit you like. <laughs> uh, and have a, you know, feel better. Right. Um, but but marijuana is illegal on the federal level. Correct. Right? So if you apply for a gun permit in the state of Florida and you have a medical marijuana card, it pops up when they do your background check. Correct. And you are not allowed to get a gun permit. So she's suing the federal government. Let's make it clear. Right. That's the spin, honey. I don't know why yes. we're saying Biden administration, but we're suing the federal well, government. because he's in charge. Right? <laughs> like, but say yes. that. Don't say yes. Biden administration. Yes. Yeah, don't put it his looks, name in it. Doesn't it. Look yeah. like, it looks like Dem versus Dem, and yeah. you're in a fucking primary race. I know, so girl. They, uh, so they're suing That's two. When you, when you win the primary, you could come out with stuff like that. This is what I said last night yeah. to someone. I said, uh, When you win the primary, bitch, do all you, everything the game. that you want. Guess what? It's called the Charlie Crist. <laughs> You go and say all the things they want to hear, and then you try to win the ticket. That's oh. what it is. And then afterwards, do whatever you want. <laughs> then afterwards, run that bitch. It's I'm here called, with you. But it's called the Charlie Chris. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my but God. it's like, uh, so I'm okay with it. Yes. I think that I think that people Many should people. be able to do whatever they yes. want. The state of Florida, the voters here voted to have legalized correct, marijuana. Correct. Yeah, if it's legal and, on the state level. Yeah. Um, I also feel like um, that people should, yeah, people shouldn't get in trouble for it. And that the federal, and if because now to- it's, now it's Florida, Colorado, there are several states that have it. So like the federal government has to like f- readjust something that yeah. their laws are now impacting states that yes. already have these legal that's things. It. And that's if there's it. states' rights, like, I mean, and that's a Republican issue yeah. too, right? States' rights, states' but rights. But this is a thing. This is a real thing. Like if you yeah. have a medical marijuana card and you also want to defend your home, you should be able to do that. I'm for supporting the Second Amendment. Well, I'm here for the fucking Second Amendment. We have the right to I, bear fucking arms. Woo! And if you don't want to buy a gun, don't buy a gun. I personally would not want one in my house, but I'm yeah. not going to tell somebody else. That's our fucking right. Well, and, and as Democrats, say, we better small, start coming out of the side of the right to bear arms. If it's a tiny, small gun yes. and nothing of course, else. Of course, there should, there, be, should there be regulation so I don't yes. have a fucking Uzi, a machine gun in there my fucking be no bedroom? military yes. grade stuff Of anywhere. course, I agree. Yes. There's a way to meet in the middle here, though. Yeah, we I can't agree. just be anti-Second Amendment. That is not a fucking way the party should stand you're, you're probably, right you know well that I would mean? be my husband would say that's a dog that's a dog that's not gonna win yeah so i'm okay with this i'm okay with what she's doing i think it's a good idea i just think that maybe we shouldn't say we're suing biden yeah. <gasps> okay yeah. um oh, well, so i have one thing yes, i want to address that has been coming up a lot this week and it actually happened here in broward too hmm. um and this was this this um uh, this campaign against Democrats and using very dangerous language, uh, specifically the word groomers. Oh yeah. And we saw it happening um, to people, anyone that now wants to defend, um, you know, uh, curriculum. If it doesn't align with what the Republicans want, we, the Democrats are now called groomers. Right. Or if you want to support the LGBTQ community, they want to call them groomers because now we're back to the backwards thinking of somehow that uh, homosexuality is tied to pedophilia. Right. That's it, a, it's that's it's a, insane. Age old spin. It's insane. It's insane. You know. It's insane. Yeah. And it's very dangerous because I, I I think back to that PizzaGate 
Yeah. I think back to that pizza gate where that guy went to that location because he thought yeah. that children were being harmed in yes. some way. Yes. So now we're going to start labeling people as groomers and, and there's going to be people out there that are like, this person's harming children. Mm. And somehow these Republicans now, right, like they've taken, I say it all the time, they took the word liberty, they took the word freedom. Now with abortion, right, um, they get rid of the word fetus, embryo, Whatever it is, language, and now it's language. baby, right? Mm -hmm. We're protecting, we're saving babies, and now they're protecting the children. So how do we fight against someone that says, well, I'm protecting children, Yeah, right? But you're not protecting children. Like, we, again, we have to take back this language because we are starting to move into very dangerous territory where teachers can be sued yeah. personally mm -hmm. for something that they might bring up in a classroom. I mean, it's it's outrageous yeah. it's outrageous that that people are going to be targeted and labeled and and put at risk for these kind of language choices that they're putting out there mm -hmm. it, uh, well and not to mention the fact that there are and it's all that there are there are people who actually want to hurt children real groomers yes that are not gay because here's the difference you fucking idiots idiots let me teach you i don't know mommy and daddy never told you about this but let me tell you maybe you didn't learn in school and you should have ding uh, <laughs> here's the thing. An, what a pedophilia is somebody who's a pedo. He's a, a person who adult who's attracted to children. Children. Gay men and women are attracted to adults of the same sex. That's gender, which I'm sure you're familiar with at this oh, point. Oh yeah, please. Get it fucking straight. Get it straight. One of them is a monster. The other person is a doll who loves other person, another adult. Like that's what it, it, it is. It doesn't make, uh, it I, makes no sense. So I'm sure there's real groomers. And so while you're keeping your eyes on this bullshit, what's happening around you? Yeah. Keep an eye on the fucking coach at the baseball game. You know oh what I mean? Oh my God, because you the know The priest what? at the fucking church. Right. Keep the babysitter. Keep an eye on those fucking people. Teachers aren't looking for to get involved in this. Teachers want to do their job and, and go, go home, home. That's it. To their families. Really, that's all. And try to and, count and, the fucking pennies. Just, the pennies that you pay them. And they just want to, you know, teach the curriculum. Yeah. You know, and, that's like, it. And, and this whole thing and this whole thing about like the math books and like that there's CRT and there's woke. And it's like just because there's a name that might be of Hispanic origin or some other origin gasp does not mean <laughs> that, you know, uh, we're we're forcing, you know, people to think about uh, uh, accept like illegal immigration or something. It's, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. And you know, at the parents' rights, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I took, I, you know, I went to college and I have a, a, a bachelor's and a master's degree in English and I taught at the college level and then I had to go teach. And then I went to go teach in the high school level and I had to take all these courses mm. because my degrees did not qualify me to teach in education, right? I had to take, you know, all this statistics and like, you know, child psychology, all these classes about education Four. through the, it's so boring, sorry, <laughs> boring, but I had to take them. So these parents out there, right? And then I also had to take like for English, like learning about curriculum, how to make a lesson, all of this stuff, uh, d differentiating instruction. And then you have these parents that are like going to make decisions about curriculum. You're not qualified. No, I don't You're not qualified. I'm, I'm not trying to be like disrespectful, <laughs> but I had to sit for, for you know, uh, all these damn classes. You're not qualified. You are not qualified. But I don't care what you do, what your career is. The other side is this. 
I don't want to make your curriculum. <laughs> like I, as a parent, wanted to send my kid to school and I have trust in the system. Like I see what my son brings home and my daughter brings home. I know what they're learning. Like I have faith in the teachers that right. they know the curriculum. And he, I don't have time to make the curriculum. Bitches, what are you doing with your time? That's how much fucking time you have it's, in your hands. It's insane. Put send your kids to school and find a fucking job or a hobby. Get yeah. figure out what the fuck I you're mean. supposed to be doing. Because <laughs> if this is what you're doing, if you're online talk looking at people's shit, right? It's ridiculous. Getting involved <laughs> with people like that, and then fucking harassing school board members and all your right. shit. What's fucking happening in your house? What's happening? How are your kids doing in school? And these by moms, the way? these moms for liberty. Oh, a bunch of winos. They're oh, a bunch of winos. winos. A bunch of winos. Uh, fuck it. I can't. I know. Okay. Uh, that's, again, uh, okay. women in name only. People. Yeah, women in name only. <laughs> Hashtag or trademark. Um, <laughs> so Copyright. let's just go through this quickly because it's okay, like sorry. all saturated. No, it's fine. It's like all I saturated know. news and like, let's just get through it. But the Republicans in Florida, uh, DeSantis calls them back for a special session oh. about the maps. And the morning that they're there, Carlos Guillermo Smith, representative from um, the Central Florida area, he's in the shower and gets a fucking email. In the shower, the morning they're supposed to go into the house to okay. do the redist to fight for against this redistricting maps. He gets an email saying, "Oh, by the way, we're also going to vote on this, taking this special district away from the Disney Reedy Creek." Yeah, and he's like, "What?" what? Like they had no idea. Yeah, it's like a course. bamboozle, right? Yeah. So they get that's there the, and they start their freaking game. out. That's their game. Yeah. So. It was a, also a Disney was a distraction from the fact that they're going to do the most racist fucking maps you've yes. ever seen in Florida, right? So which they're suing. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> so ridiculous. So I mean, they should. No, but, well, yeah. You know, it's like I mean, we're in Florida. What do you think is going to happen? Courts, and the courts are filled. Yeah, with- his bullshit. So um, they get um, in there and it passes the Senate quickly, like really quickly. I hate- the, the hand-drawn DeSantis maps. And I talked last week, there is a separation of these three branches of government. They, and then by the way, break that law. Like there's laws there for that. And they should be, someone should be suing about that. Right? Yes. And so then, he so should then be su- oh, God, that same day man. in that morning, all of these really interesting detailed, like here's exactly what's going to happen in Orange County. And I think Osceola County as well, uh, where Disney is. Right. Uh, what's going to happen to the taxpayers in these counties yeah. and to the county money. Like they have a budget every yes. year. And by June of next year, they're, they need to come up with like $120 yeah. million. How are the they county. doing that? And How are they here's, doing that? Here's what the county has now said. And what about all those people did and the you jobs? See, did, and the, wait, there's yeah. so much. There's <laughs> so, it's such a cluster. Here's what Orange County came out and said. That if this thing passes, which it did later yes. on in the day. In come June, the people who own property owners in Orange County, uh-huh. their property taxes are going up 20 Five yeah. percent. Who are That's you voting for, Orange incredible. County? That's incredible. I bet you they put a lot of you put a check next to uh, DeSantis's name. I mean, this is insane. It's you know your taxes go up one or two percent. You right. notice? I yes. notice. Like fucking twenty five percent now. Now, meanwhile, we're in a fucking housing crisis. Oh my god! We're and our property taxes insurance and is up through the roof. Our taxes, I feel like, are are, are pretty high anyway, yeah. especially down in South Florida. If they're already high. Yeah. I, I, if they went up 25%, I would not be able to live in no, my house. I can't afford that. And <laughs> property insurance, which they're supposed to come back for a special session. Special session, Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's <laughs> incredible. And so I'm yes. hoping, since nobody in Florida seems to give a fuck about a 15-week no. abortion ban. No. Or banning fucking history books. But touch, maybe they'll touch give a their fuck wallet. Touch their wallet, wallet. Maybe they'll care. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. By the way, people around Florida go to Orlando. How much do you think it's going to cost to get a room there now? Like oh all God. of this is going up, bro. 
Disney, you got some money. Why don't you, you know. Oh, this, this, what a fucking, and oh, I saw a tweet this morning Disney. from Scott Maxwell. You know, I mentioned him yes. from the Orlando Sentinel last week. He put a thing out today that said, um, oh, he's getting, he's getting like direct messages from people who work for Disney. And they're like, this is so upsetting. We're so pissed at Disney. He always writes back. Why don't you, why aren't you managing your employer? You know, and he, he's, he made a, a, an observation Ooh. this morning that Disney has not come out and put anything like negative out yet. But he knows that they're Are sitting they bide, on a they're biting, mountain they're of evidence biding their of like time. donations that they gave to all of these, like a Randy Fine, like all of those guys where he's going to, Ooh, they're, they're going to blow come it out. up. Yeah. Oh, please. That's Disney. what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Blow it up, Disney. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, fuck you. All right. Is, okay. We got to start. We yeah, have okay, somewhere. Okay, okay. We have somewhere to be. And my last uh, thing, my last oh, thing, oh, my oh. last thing. And it's really kind of, so today's February 27th, right? This comes out February 27th. Okay. Which is the scheduled no, execution? Not oh, April. April. April oh, yeah. It's the scheduled execution date. Yes. For Melissa, Melissa Lucio, who we yes. you covered on the podcast. Yes. And now I'm seeing all over the place. People yes. are really picking up steam. I mean, it's unfortunate. We're like, and the I day think of it's, now, I think but it's two days before. Uh, I think on the 25th is when they're doing a review. Okay. So we'll know by we'll oh, know by God. Monday. I, I just if if they're gonna let this happen. So I mean, please, if you haven't yet, well, please. no, because this is coming out on the twenty seventh. But it, we can maybe. Uh, here's the thing: this woman shouldn't be in prison. No, if she dies tonight, I'm I'm gonna tell you that if Texas is trying her for murder, you're also murdering somebody. You're murdering somebody. Yes. You're taking her life. And I don't believe no in the death penalty. The right to do that. I, I don't I don't understand what you're doing. If this woman who suffered and suffered and suffered is made to suffer more. And her family. Like you're not doing her it. children. Yeah, her children who are still here who, right? who you are care owed about time the children. We we all care about the children, right? Yeah. And this is a terrible only when it's good for them. It was a terrible, terrible accident. Oh, this little God. girl had a bum foot. She fell downstairs. It was a fucking terrible accident. And there were people there. And this woman has paid her dues. More than. More paid her dues. Than. You know, accidents happen. People, I mean, it's awful <sighs> here. Sometimes people will leave, uh, forget that their kid's in the back of the oh. car and leave the kid in the car and the kid dies from like heat exhaustion. Oh whatever my it is. God. There's it's terrible. Fun, and they have to go to jail. And they have to go to jail for it. Tragedies happen. Because, Tra yeah. Tragedies happen it's all the awful. time. It's awful. It's awful. But there's no reason to continue no. this. There's no reason no. to continue the pain that this family has felt from losing their sister or their daughter. Like, there's no reason why this family should continue to suffer. She's already suffering with the loss of yes, not only the death enough. of her child, but the loss of her time with her kids. Yeah, it's enough. She's, she has served her time. Uh. And even if somebody, this was just an accident... The, the, this this death penalty for this is insane. It's insane. It would have been, I would say, 20, know, let's say 20 years, maybe, if it was an accident, oh right? God. Like, well, I don't if, understand. If it's an accident, it shouldn't be any time. Well, that's true. You right? Know if yes. you, and, and, and look at the husband, right? There was this uh, idea right. of neglect. He got four years. Oh. Four. I'm so glad that y'all didn't see that rant on video. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. insane. But anyway, I, hoped, uh, I mean, if it, if, if it does I've go through, I've been thinking about it and too. it's all, that's all I'm thinking out. about. That's all I've been thinking about. And then I wrote the date on my notes for this today and I was like, oh, fuck hell. Like I, uh, I, I, so much fucking light and love and prayers are sent to that family, to every yeah. one of her children and her sister who you talked about. That's the fucking shit that pushed me over that sister quote Ugh. to everybody who's losing here, including especially Melissa, uh, my love and goes to out to you and if you are, oh, I hope that I hope, I hope that, you find a better place in peace somewhere. If, oh, if this ends up happening, God. like I hope that you find peace and because I, you fucking deserve it. Of you course. deserved it as a little girl being fucking abused oh. and as a teenager marrying off and fucking being abused in that marriage and, and the that, next and relationship that, and, and all these and, 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 poor and she's children. Gotta, her, she's got to put her faith 
and her hope yeah. in, in that that Abbott. governor, Governor Abbott. So maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll they'll give her some fucking grace. My God, she uh, fucking deserves. It if anybody does, yes. All right, let's get into this. Uh, I want to die. Okay. No. All right, today <gasps> Ooh, uh, I am covering U.S. House Rep from Illinois, Mel Reynolds. Ooh, Illinois. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish I could do a Midwest accent. I know I can't do it either, <laughs> but um, I watch pl- plenty of Judge Judy. I can always kind of <laughs> find it, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been getting back into Judge Judy. I love her yelling at people. I fucking. Are, are you love watching it. the new show? I've watched some of the new show, yeah. But I'll watch stuff on on YouTube. There's Judge Judy episodes on YouTube. Anyway, (laughs) so Reynolds and he has a twin brother, Marvin, were born in Mound Bayou, Mississippi, and they moved to Chicago when he was a child. So he received an Associate of Arts from one of the city colleges of Chicago and graduated from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and from Harvard University with his master's degree. Always with the Harvard. We got to rethink these Ivy League schools, (laughs) the kind of people they're spitting out. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He also won a Rhodes Scholar to the University of Oxford, where he attended Lincoln College and received a bachelor's of law degree. That's a, that's huge. Yeah. Um, also, I just finished an um, what's it called? Anatomy of a Scandal oh. on Netflix. It's so fucking good. Wait, Six feel, episodes. But Oxford, feel, Oxford is mentioned a lot. Tina, that's where I they went feel to school. Like I saw this. Did you? It's got uh, that beautiful Sienna Miller. Oh my gosh! I'll have to so look. Gorgeous. I'll have to look. I feel like I watch so many things; they all blur in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd remember this. She's gorgeous. All right. So before entering politics, Reynolds worked as an assistant professor of political science at Roosevelt University in Chicago, and he also founded the Community Economic Development and Education Foundation. Okay. So he runs three times from 1988 to 1992 in Democratic uh, elections for the second district against incumbent. For, this is for the House against. Uh, uh, incumbent Gus Savage, who was known for like being racially just throwing, like he's, he's also black because uh, Reynolds is black, but he would just throw things out that were just like race baiting. And he was anti, he'd say anti-Semitic remarks oh, and no. it all drew criticism from Republicans and Democrats. Right. Okay. So he's just not a great guy. Um, and in 1988, Reynolds finishes third with only 14% of the vote. The vote in 1990, he loses again, oh. uh, but it's getting closer. And okay. he, it was kind of helped because Savage had his own house ethics committee for a sex scandal. So he was already like looking uh, not right, great. All right. All right. So he was getting closer and closer. And, but then in 1992, there was redistricting that pushed the second the district further into Chicago suburbs so he's able to come across a little bit better I guess and the New York Times reported that this change was quote seen as a benefit to the 40 year old Mr. Reynolds whose appeals for accountability and racial unity sit well with middle class black moderates embarrassed by Mr. Savage and whites who are frightened by his own often combative racially charged speech end quote okay so this guy just seems like a a calmer black man I guess oh god which whites can fucking handle Please, Fuck. white people, motherfuckers. Can, can we get it together? I hate God. you. God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing down. I hate you. As a title. Oh, by the way, fuck those kids. People loved it. I mean, I can tell people were like, what is this? I'm like, you better go find out. Hey. Also, fuck, fuck, go fuck those kids. No. <laughs> no. Just their parents. Just their parents. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have to protect the children. <laughs> yeah. What oh kind of God. teacher are you? I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> we better look at your pay and see how much we can dock off of this. Yes, please. <laughs> There's, not much. There's not much. There's Fucking not much you assholes. can take. <laughs> yeah. So shortly before the primary, Reynolds was slightly injured when unknown gunmen fired shots, <gasps> shotguns at his vehicle while shotguns? he was waiting at an intersection. No. Yeah. And he was given police protection for the rest of the campaign. But Savage's and Savage's supporters accused Reynolds of staging the incident to generate <gasps> sympathy. Oh, yes. And, I'm and sure. for himself and suspicion for Savage. And Reynolds did not directly accuse Savage of organizing the attack, but somebody yeah, shot at him. Someone shot at him. Yeah. So yeah. Who organizes that on them? I mean, I mean, unless you're like, what was it? Bobby Bacala who shot the, uh, <laughs> the round. He's like uh, the fleshy part of the thigh. <laughs> Bobby Bacala. So days later, Reynolds beats Savage in the Democratic primary on March 17th, and he easily wins the general election in November. So now he's in Congress, and he's seated on the Ways and Means Committee, Means Committee, which for a freshman was like a huge deal. Okay. And he voted for the North America Free to Trade Agreement, which and introduced gun legislation. I would love to cover that NAFTA. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be pretty That's like good. huge. Okay. So let's get into the <gasps> dirty, dirty, Ooh, dirty. Hey. <laughs> um, on August in August 1994, Reynolds was indicted for sexual assault and criminal sexual abuse <gasps> for engaging in a sexual relationship with oh no a 16 year old oh. campaign volunteer no. that began during the 1992 campaign. So two years. <gasps> he also faced charges of child pornography <gasps> for asking the other the underage campaign worker to obtain quote lewd photographs of another girl no. who was age fifteen oh, end quote come on. and obstruction of justice for convincing one of the girls involved to lie to the authorities. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on, you're an adult. The anti-Semitic guy is uh, looking. He's making the anti-Semitic <laughs> guy look really good right now. My God, like oh, you can't find God. a nineteen or twenty year old. Like honestly, oh, that's too old. It was four years. Ugh. It's like a decade. Ugh, honey. So gross. Despite the char the charges, he continued his campaign and was reelected in oh November. Oh, my. <laughs> you got to love the voters. Without opposition. Yeah. Nobody came out. They're just like, oh, fuck. I'm yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it was the 90s where I feel Ugh. like people just don't, didn't they don't give a fuck. care as much. I yeah. don't know. It's funny, like, looking back at the decades and you're like, how did, the, how did people yeah. allow this stuff to happen? Yeah. So you fucked know? up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Despite Jesus. okay, so Reynolds initially denied the charges, which he claimed were racially motivated. Oh god. Uh, on August twenty second, nineteen ninety five, he was convicted on twelve counts of criminal <gasps> sexual assault, uh, sexual abuse, obstruction of justice, and solicitation of child pornography. He resigned his seat of Octo October first oh. that year. And he had he attempted to stay in office, his role in Congress would have been limited anyway because the House Rules Committee um has to do an investigation if somebody's charged with a felony. So okay. he would have been he wouldn't have been doing anything, but he's going to jail. So okay. he was sentenced to five years in federal prison and was expected to be released in 1998. But uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. in April 1997, he was convicted on 16 new counts <gasps> of bank fraud. No! Misusing <laughs> campaign funds for personal use and lying to FEC investigators. No! Which I think is what happened is... They start looking into him because these accusations with the girl. They start looking into his campaign financing. Like oh, because she was the a campaign, campaign. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, and no. And they probably called the feds and were like, something doesn't fucking look right here. This motherfucker's taking money. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then he gets fucking hooked up wow. with that. This, and maybe they like, would have so, never found out. Like, yeah, if that's he, what I mean. Yeah. If he never had the issue with the girls, 
Wow. So specifically, uh, he had one count of bank fraud, two counts of wire fraud, eight counts of making false statements on loan applications, one count of conspiracy to defraud the Federal (laughs) Elections Commission, and four counts of making false statements to the FEC. Holy cow. And these charges resulted in an additional sentence of 78 months in federal prison to run consecutively with the uh, the 1995 uh, sexual assault uh, uh, sentence that he had. Wow. So... uh, uh, he served all of his first sentence and 42 months of the of the sentence in the in the prison for the later char- for the bank charges, right? And um, President Bill Clinton, oh no, then commuted his sentence no! for bank fraud, and what? Reynolds was released from prison because you know you know these sexual assaulters have to look out for each oh. other. <laughs> Thanks, Bill Clinton. You fucking piece of shit. Oh my God. Stay away from women, you fucking creep. Yeah. Fuck you, Bill Clinton. And it's Bill Clinton and nobody, Nancy Pelosi. Nobody wants your There's cigar. There's no love for you here today. No, fuck Ew, all you motherfuckers. No, don't say the cigar. You know Ew. what I'm talking about. Yes. If you're from the 90s, I know. you know what I'm talking so about. So gross. From uh, the 90s. <laughs> How did you used to say that? Um, it was the 90s. It's the guy, it's the guy from uh, TikTok. Um, how does he go? It, it was the 90s. It's something like that. <laughs> 90s were the fucking best. The best, Jerry. They were. They um, were. So he served the remaining time in a halfway house. So he didn't get to go home yet, but still. Oh, so, please. In January 2001, let's start moving up a little bit, right? He was hired by Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition, right? To decrease the number of young African-Americans going to prison. Okay. In 2004, he uh, sought to win back his old house seat. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wait, can he even run with a a felony charge? Yeah, well, I mean, he served his time, maybe. So, of course, he's defeated, uh, you know, and he was succeeded by Jesse Jackson Jr. That's how Jesse Jackson gives him a job, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to go fuck him and run against your yeah, son. Bye. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> and they st- he sought the seat again in 2013. Jeez, guy, give it up already. <laughs> uh, Enough in, already. He came in seventh place in the Democratic primary. Oh, my God. Uh, you got to see that coming. Here's the thing. Um, it's, called, it's called the Charlie Christ. So here's what you do, Mel. <laughs> you see you're losing the primary, yeah, and then you switch, change parties. Yeah, switch so parties, man. Maybe, yeah. As an independent, you look yeah. uh, appealing. Or you have like a slightly higher chance. But here's the other yeah. thing. It's, it's also called the Charlie Chris. Nobody wants you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So now Nobody we're going to go to, um, we're going to go to Zimbabwe. Ooh, what? We're what? traveling today, bitch. We're traveling with what beret is- and everything. <laughs> this is like, this is like, uh, what's that show? What's that show uh, where the science teacher takes them everywhere? Oh, oh, oh they're on the bus. Yes. Uh, uh, Magic school bus. Magic school bus. Magic school I'm school like bus. Mrs. What's her name? Fra- oh. Frizzle. Frazzle. Frizzle. I'm Mrs. Frazzle. Frazzle. Yes. Grab onto my beret, bitch. We're going to Zimbabwe. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Tina, look at that zebra. Woo! Oh, fuck a lion. Is this being weird? Am I, is Zimbabwe the middle of the, can't I say is that right? I don't here know. we are. It's sunny and it's beautiful in Zimbabwe. Ooh, what Mel, is he doing what, there? What's Mel Reynolds doing here? <laughs> oh my god! What is he doing there? Oh my god! It's it's really early. I'm uh, the, the coffee is kicking. The in. coffee's kicking in. It's good. Okay, so on February eighteenth, two thousand fourteen. Reynolds was arrested in Zimbabwe for overstaying his visa. He was allegedly found to be in possession of pornographic videos <gasps> he had filmed with several women at the hotel where he was staying. Women or children? Women. Okay. Um, possession of pornography is a crime in that country. Oh, shit. I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't I- take me to Zimbabwe. Yeah. Well, now he's in a, now he's in a foreign country in a foreign jail. Oh, what my happens? God. Um, so he al- had also... 
reportedly accrued over $24,000 in hotel charges that he had yet to pay. Oh, what a jerk. Damn. What a jerk. The pornography charges were later dropped, but he pleaded guilty to violating immigration laws and was deported to South Africa. Okay. So he claimed in Mar early March 2014 to be hiding from the Zimbabwean death squads. What? Who he claimed were targeting him because he possessed information about American companies from Chicago. Oh, come on. Doing business illegally. No, give me in a Zimbabwe. break. Nobody, give me a break. Give me a break. He's on a mission. Yeah, he's on a mission to go hook up with some women and have the yeah. videos for later. That's I'm his a secret mission. agent. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're not. You're weird. And the U.S. government's like, uh, we don't know what you're talking about, yeah. right? Did they come out? Just take him out for the gun <laughs> yeah. squad. Fuck that guy already. Just kidding. The coffee is strong this morning. <laughs> it's the beret. I feel like I'm another person. So on June 26, 2015, Reynolds was indicted by a grand jury for failure to file federal income tax returns for the 2009 through 2012 tax years on more than $400,000 <gasps> of income. Oh my God. Yeah. Creepola. Wow. Making money. The next month he missed his arraignment because he claimed he could not return to the U.S. due to this issues with his daughter's health because he brought his family over there. Aww. And it was not clear where Reynolds was, although he had previously hidden in South Africa out of fear for his life. In April 2016, Reynolds was sentenced to two months for pr of prison for two bond violations in his tax case. And My his trial God. was scheduled for September. And he decided to represent himself in court. Oh, well, there you have it. That says it all. Yeah. Um, that Reynolds, tells us everything we need to I'm, know I'm, about you Reynolds. Know what else? And I also think he probably <laughs> thought he couldn't trust a lawyer. You know, like he's he's like wacky at this point. You know, I mean, anyone that represents themselves and has yeah. no, you know, has a fool for a client demon. Ooh, so uh, he claims the majority of the income the government claimed should be filed on income tax returns was given by Elsie Higginbottom. The key witness for the trial on misdemeanor tax charges, it was given to him in order to travel to South Africa to set up opportunities in real estate and the diamond industry. Who's he associating with? On uh, September 28, <sighs> 2017, Judge Robert Gettleman found Reynolds guilty on tax charges on all four counts, alleging he failed to file a federal income tax return for the four consecutive years. Wow. And he was sentenced by uh, Gettleman to six months in prison on May 10th, 2018, Dang. which he began serving at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago on August 1st. And at a press conference after the sentencing, Reynolds stated he planned to move to South Africa with his daughter after his release. Um, and then he was released to a halfway house in November 2018, and he filed a lawsuit against deposed Zimbabwean dictator Robert Mugabe what? and a Chicago area businessman for what he said was, quote, physical and psychological torture, end quote, what that took place during about? his time in, in detainment in Zimbabwe. I mean, maybe, uh, but uh, I don't, he, I don't. he asked. <laughs> He, he received permission from the U.S. court to travel to Africa while on supervised release. What? Um, yeah, but as of, because he wanted to go see his daughter, oh, right? Okay, I mean. Um, but as of August 2019, he was still in the Chicago area. So that's the story. Wow. Mel Reynolds. That is a uh, uh, wild. Pedophile, right? Uh, 16? 16. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's what just. What do we call that? Gross. We, okay. Ew. Ew. I'm also, I need to get more coffee. Men. Okay. All right. Hey you there, we've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews. 
with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. All right, today mm. I'm going to tell you the story yeah. of a U.S. diplomat. Oh, God, no. John Patterson. I don't know if you know this story. The name sounds familiar, <gasps> but I just hate diplomat because oh. I know that this motherfucker is going to get away with something. No, this All is right. a little different. This is okay. a little different. U.S. diplomat John Patterson served as a vice counsel in Mexico after attending the Foreign Services training program. But when he was abducted, Whoa. the FBI didn't believe anything bad had really transpired. They were wrong. <gasps> oh, no. This story is really wild. All right. So this story takes place primarily in Hermosillo. I hope I'm pronouncing that okay. right. That's a good um, shot. Mexico, which is at the top of Mexico. It's close to the U.S. border. Like, here's Arizona, and then it's a little ways down. So okay. it's like tippy top of Mexico. Mm -hmm. And... Just to give a little bit of background, John Patterson, at the time that this happened, he was 31 years old. Dang. He was originally born in Philadelphia. He studied abroad in France. And I love this because here you are in a beret. <gasps> and um, he met his wife in France because she was studying abroad. Sweet, and they had this like whirlwind romance. Mm. And then they come back home and, you know, their colleges are far apart. And so, like, it doesn't lie. You know, it's hard. And long distance is hard. You know yeah, what I mean? It's bad idea. So they kind of split. And uh, Corner of the Atlantic explained that they were, you know, it was just hard to do the long distance thing. And she ends up marrying someone else. Oh, wow. And she has a child with that person. But that marriage didn't last. And she runs into Patterson later on mm. and that was that like they realized like we're still in oh love and all yeah i love that it's so a, much. it's really cute I'm a romantic it's honey. really cute very sweet so after finishing his master's in business they marry and he is working in dc mm -hmm. but he wanted more out of life he's sort of you know he had traveled to france in college like he wanted to travel and kind of have adventure and they're still young you know so that's when he decided to join the foreign services and he becomes a diplomat through that. Wow. So he's sort of like this green young uh, diplomat. So they station you wherever you, you don't have like a say in it. Yeah, yeah, really. So Croner of the Atlantic, he, he really wrote this incredible article about the incident. So I get a lot of my stuff from him. And he explained that John in his role as a junior diplomat had to work as a vice counsel. And he was responsible for promoting trade between the U.S. and Mexico. And he worked a lot with ranchers and like mm. the cattle industry and beef and yeah. like, what can we do? You know, that was kind of his thing. Yeah. So John and his wife, Andra, um, she had this daughter, Julia, from the from first marriage. The first marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and she was four at the time that this story takes place. They moved to Hermosillo in January of 1974. Oh. And for close to two months, they would, you know, they were staying at a hotel at this time and they would eat breakfast sort of out on like this um, deck near their suite. And that was like their little daily routine. And their daughter would be sort of running around chasing their cat. And they had, it was nice. Yeah. 
And one morning, um, so I'm just kind of yeah, gonna go. and the, the motel that he was staying at was called the Motel El Encanto. Okay. And so we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here we go. Oh On God. March 22nd, so they go there in January, right? And now this is March. It's a couple months later. Um, in 1974, uh, Patterson was scheduled to meet with some ranchers about cattle. So after getting to work, he took the keys to the consulate, uh, the vehicle, to head to his appointment. And around 11 a.m., one of his colleagues, uh, Luis Sanchez, saw him chatting with a guy outside of the motel. And the guy was wearing sunglasses. And Patterson got into the driver's side of the consular vehicle, which is his vehicle. Okay. And this other guy that he was chatting to got in the passenger side and they leave. Okay. Right. An hour after that, according to Corner's article, a clerk at the hotel saw Patterson driving in the car with a man that he didn't recognize. And so there are two sightings of him at this point, right? There's the sighting of him outside of the hotel. And then there's a sighting from the clerk saying, yeah, no, I saw him driving in the car with this guy. I don't know who the other guy was. So a couple of hours after that, Patterson's wife, Andra, she happened to be at the consulate and she was in the library. She was like looking for books um, I think for her daughter or something. And she is summoned by the consul general at the time who was uh, Elmer, Elmer Yelton. And here's where things get a little weird. So Yelton informed Andra that her husband never showed up to meet the ranchers. And he also told her that there was a note under his door addressed to Mr. Yelton. And here's what the note read. Mm. Quote, I have evidently been taken hostage by the People's Liberation Army of Mexico. And then the note continued, quote, under no circumstances whatsoever is there to be any news release concerning my captivity before or after my release. And the note also demanded $500,000 to be hand-delivered by his wife, Andra. No! Yes. So like, he wrote this. It was his handwriting. They say it was his handwriting. Okay. Dang. All right. So it's like a little weird. So, and similar to the story that the, the, the Patty Hearst about the Sibonese uh, Liberation Army, at the time, no one, the, the FBI and other people are like, who's the People's Liberation Army of Mexico? Oh my God. So the feds at the time, and this is according to Kate Siemens news, uh, news or article, they didn't believe he was actually kidnapped. Oh my God. Damn it, FBI. I know. I know. FBI. Idiots. So before I get to that, I... I want to kind of talk about like, what is, was there a people's liberation army? And the feds were right. There was no such thing. I feel like I've heard this name though. Like has, is, was there another people's liberation army? There, there is, there's a, a China. China oh, has okay. a people. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in fact, the FBI uh, thought that the person that Patterson was speaking to mm-hmm. the morning he disappeared um, and the person who entered his car yeah. was an American. What? Yes. So this is where it's like, well, who the hell is this person? Yeah. yeah. All right. So plot twist, right? Like he's in Mexico. The The note is like this people liberations army, yeah. but it's an American guy. Like what's going on? So the New York Times reported that there were no leads in the case and they requested the public's help. The article also noted that the consulate had created flyers to distribute to try and find Patterson. And another clue that suggested that it wasn't a guerrilla group 
was that there was no political message. Like if this was mm. something that was coming from yeah. a group like that, like there would be some of the politics of yes. Mexico well, or whatever's going that's on. That's Sibonese, the, they right. did that. Their yes. thing was like, the, yes. yeah, the government's trying to take those IDs of the children. Yes, and like, touching all this. sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, so there was just the request for money, right? Yeah. So some believe that this was maybe just regular kidnappers and another clue that the kidnappers may have been American mm-hmm. was the stationery. The note was written on U.S. made stationery. What? So I, this is the thing I love about the FBI. Like they can, they're like, what yes. kind of note is this? What yes. kind of notepad did it come from? Yeah. And the request for the 500000 was in U.S. dollars, not in pesos. I wonder, I mean, maybe you'll get to it, but I wonder if they're going to be like, is this guy and his wife trying to rip off 500000 That's what, that's yeah, what like they kind of. Yeah, that's what it would look like to me. That's what it kind of, they yeah. start thinking. So at the time, Nixon was president. Oh, and God. he had stated that the U.S. will not negotiate with terrorists. No. And full stop, right? Yeah. And I, I understand. So the government, they're not going to give any money for the safe return of Patterson. And, you know, if terrorists ask money for diplomats and then the U.S. is giving money, then it's probably going to prompt more people to kidnap. Yeah. You know, I, I can see where it's like we can't get into this game yeah. because it's it's danger. Like people are going to be maybe at more risk at kidnapping. And the government doesn't want to legitimize mm. these acts because we have diplomats all over the place. So Nixon was told, but he was kind of dealing with Watergate at the time. <laughs> I never heard so, of it. <laughs> um, and that year, there were another six diplomats who were kidnapped. Wow. There was a lot of um, well, that's, yeah, I mean, kidnapping yeah. that was happening yeah. at that time. So a few days after Patterson's kidnapping, the New York Times article reported that Yelton, um, who was that head mm-hmm. consulate, um, said that they expected Patterson's release any day. And an unidentified spokesman had this to say, quote, once he's back, I will present to you pictures of all the people involved and what this was all about. But like that never happened. They have no idea what's going yes. on. They have no idea. No idea. Yeah. So things um, sort of came up that seemed to hinder the case as well. Um, there was the confusion on whether or not a kidnapping even took place, right? right? So like if you want people involved to help and you're like, well, there's no kidnapping, like there, people aren't really involved or, or maybe looking or yeah. or doing as much as They're they could have. not taking it seriously. And um, in April 1974, the New York Times uh, noted that Mexican officials referred to the incident as a disappearance, that he sort of was just missing and not kidnapped, which is two entirely different things, yeah. right? Oh, God. And This um, woman must have been freaking the fuck out. I know, out. the wife. Yeah. So at one point, and this goes back to what you said, someone leaked to the newspapers that the kidnapping was fake. And mm. according to Koner's uh, Atlantic article, one headline read, quote, police assure that disappearance of U.S. vice counsel is a self-kidnapping. Holy shit. Like they put it in the paper. More info gets leaked. And now Andra has to hold a press conference, right? Oh my because God, like dude. her husband's still missing no. and gone. No. And the issue about uh, the info getting leaked is important because recall the note said like, we don't want any press. Yeah. Now every, there's all this talk happening. So um, here's part of her speech as reported by uh, Andra says, quote, I am here to appeal to the people who have my husband. I am deeply sorry that the news was made public. I will do everything in my power to ensure his welfare. Please let me know that he is well. Please contact me. And for my husband, if he could hear me, Giovanni, je te attend, which means I'm waiting for you. Oh, fucking awful. It's awful. And like, that was their French love affair. And like, oh, oh my, God. my God. It makes me so sad. So 
<laughs> now the feds, like I said, they did think for a moment that it was a self kidnapping. Like maybe they're trying to get money from John's family or something like that, mm. but it just didn't add up. Right. So they start digging into their past. Like they want to find out, like, is there anything in their past that could have caused this incident? They find out that Andra was an anti-Vietnam War press, uh, oh protester. God, which get over it, you fucking I asshole. I love. Yeah. Fuck you, I love government. Her. I know. So um, then someone calls um, Andra with a Texas accent and asking to speak to her, claiming to be the kidnappers, and they trace the call to San Diego. What? Right. Which they thought, okay, this well, is a little odd. Okay, but right? that's that way. It's still kind okay, of yeah. close, but right. still like. It's close to Mexico. Yeah, like okay. what's going on? So they tried um, also several times. There were different attempts to try to give ransom money, mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't work out for a variety of reasons. And um, you can go through there. It was just, you know, just different hiccups that happened that just didn't allow it to happen. Mm. And throughout um, the notes um, that were coming in, so she was receiving like more letters. One of them read, quote, two times we gave you chances to free him and two times you hope to trap our fighters. But we know what you do when you do it. Fail to do as we instruct and death is now his only release. What the fuck? Yeah. So unfortunately in July, 1974, no! No! Patterson's <gasps> body was found. What? Yes. Are you kidding me no that's why i was like doing this story and i was like and then i was like what's happening what the fuck yeah so a new york times article noted that in a remote desert area about 345 miles north of hermosillo a peasant looking for fruit found his body oh my god the skull was broken from what appeared to be blows to the face and the back of the head what i know it's so terrible and then the one thing that just made me so sad was um, one of the things they found near his body was a ring, his wedding ring, which had his and his wife's initials on it along with their wedding date. Oh my God. So who would oh do this, God. right? The FBI's like, what? I mean, who beating him this? to death through his, in his head is just so fucking it's violent. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. That's, in, that's insane. Ugh. This is a US government official. What the yes, fuck? This yes. is not okay. Oh my God. So as the FBI kept looking into who it may be, they start focusing on the San Diego area. This phone call came in and- they, uh, these fuckers dropped the ball. Right. Well, they 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 start seeing this guy, mm-hmm. um, an, a 40-year-old American who was looking good for this. The guy, a man named Bobby Joe Kesey, was recently honored as a hero at the White House. What? And he's a suspect for this murder. It, my God. I know. It's like a twist and turns. Another plot twist. My God. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? So the New York Times reported that Kesey was a career criminal and a fraudster. He posed as U.S. officials to try and steal airplanes. Ooh. He pulled a purchasing scam on a company. He served in Korea. He was a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Wow. But in Vietnam, this is the funny part. So he's sort of like honored or like, you know, like, oh, you served in Vietnam. But he didn't serve in Vietnam. He was a civilian. And the only reason he was in Vietnam was because he stole a plane in Thailand and was fleeing authorities and he ran out of fuel and landed in North Vietnam and got captured. What luck is this? I mean. Oh my God. Yes. yes. So he's not like some war hero. He's like the ultimate fucking scam artist. Yes. He's horrible. So how did he kidnap Patterson? Well, Kesey, right, is this fraudster. So Mm. it's it's just like who he is. I feel like he he can't help it. Yeah. And at the time, according to that uh, Corners article in the Atlantic, his father was living in Mexico. 
Mm. He's his father. And he was planning on kidnapping a consulate for money. Like, hey, this is a way we can get money. We know that there are diplomats wow. here. And he gets this 19-year-old kid, this kid, Greg Fielden, uh, to head to Mexico and like help with this plan. And Kesey chats up a senior diplomat, this guy, Louis Villalobos, and he learns that a new young diplomat is coming into town. And that's when he plots to kidnap Patterson oh my God. because he figured he would be an easier target. Yeah. Right. I mean, you get, they get training on this. Yeah. So there were the different issues that came up and the plan never went through. And Fielden was like, I'm out. Like, Fucking so they brains. dropped get the out. plan. Yes. Yes. And he's not going to do it. But then Kesey's dad dies. And when he's going through his father's things, he finds a shotgun and he's like, I'm going to put this plan back in action myself. And it's just, you know, he moves forward with the plan. Wow. So he chats up Patterson and Patterson probably didn't feel scared because he's an American. And remember, he's a scam artist. So he tells him some tale about ranching and he talks his way into going with Patterson that day to meet the ranchers. And it just never happens, obviously. Oh so my God. He's this char- is awful. It's awful. So he's charged with kidnapping and murder. Fielden testifies about the original kidnapping plot and that along with evidence like the shotgun having human blood on it and shells didn't look good for Kesey. But remember also, this is 1974. So like the DNA, the technology really isn't there to like corroborate like that this is indeed John Patterson's blood, yeah. right? Okay. So the prosecutor argued, uh, according to Coroner, that uh, Kesey apparently handcuffed Patterson, marched him off into the desert, and he must have realized... Patterson must have realized at the time, like, he was going to get killed. And there was um, evidence, I guess, of a struggle. His broken glasses were discovered next to a bush about 100 feet away. Mm -mm. But there were problems, right? So remember the FBI said that this may have been a self-kidnapping. There was no witness to the actual murder, nothing placing Kesey at the crime scene. All things that the defense could argue because there's newspaper articles. Oh, he disappeared. Oh, this is their plot. But isn't it enough that the kid was like, this was a plan to right. do this? Like, isn't that enough? It should be. I know, but they decide to cut a deal because they're uh, like, we could lose, right? This fucking guy. So in the end, he's charged. No. With one count of kidnapping. What? That's it. And this is only because Kesey had admitted to writing one of the notes and Kesey's brother. But he says he didn't do anything else. Right. Wow. Right. And Kesey's brother, so remember he was making those phone calls too, so they had recorded one of them, and Kesey's brother was like, yeah, that's my brother's voice. So they have his voice, plus they have the letter. So he's like, yeah, sure, I kidnapped him, but that's it. Well, what is he, what's his explanation for the rest of it? How the fucking guy should end up dead with his head bashed This is what Kesey had to say, quote, there's nothing more I can say. I got involved in something I realized was wrong. That was it. That was it. He was sentenced to 20 years. He was paroled. What? In 1986, so about 10 years. And he went on to commit crimes and serve short jail stints for each. He never changed his ways. No. Andra eventually. And he murdered somebody. Come on. Allegedly, but no, no. No, uh, he, no. Come on. He did it. Yeah. Please. Uh, Andra eventually moved on, even though it was hard for her. She worked for the State Department. She wrote, like, newsletters for the State Department. And then she discovered painting, and she even had her work displayed in one of the embassies. And she just. Wow. It's so sad. So some points of interest. The Atlantic article noted that before their move to Mexico, I thought that this was really, I don't know, just the foreshadowing of it was kind of creepy. Mm. Andrew and John went to a movie, and they were watching a movie called State of Siege, which was about the 1970 kidnapping and murder of USAID official Dan Matrone. 
And while watching it, she had this feeling of anxiety and shouted in the theater, quote, oh my God, that better not be you. <gasps> and he reassured her in everything that like, that would never happen to me. And then just a few months later. This is fucking weird. That's you creepy. Know, like that she was there like, and I get it. She's probably like, oh my God, my husband's a diplomat. Oh my, you know, and like the wow. realization maybe wow. of like, yeah, how he could be in danger. Like, isn't that awful? It's really fucking uh. sad. Another thing I found interesting was that Andrew got uh, money, 250000 to be exact, because remember the government was like, we're not going to help pay for this, but she got it from an heiress from New Mexico, and uh, she put the money in like Girl Scout boxes. Oh my god! And that's how they were going to try to do the drop, but um, remember I said there were several uh, attempts. Um, on the day of the drop, they discovered Patterson's car, so the FBI called it off saying that the exchange wasn't going to happen, like it was just too, you know, they found his car. There was going to be news. It just was too risky, I guess. Mm. Koner's article also revealed something else interesting. A court psychiatrist found Kesey to be a sociopath, stating, oh, quote, yeah. he was clever enough to surround himself with verbal smoke screens. But, and this is the thing I thought was so interesting. The article goes on to say that the psychiatrist got duped by him because he's like, this like, you know, I feel like these sociopaths, like they know how oh, to yeah. manipulate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so God. even though the, the psychiatrist recognized him as a sociopath, he still got duped by him. Wow. And he said in his report, quote, Mr. Kesey has a good deal on the positive side of the ledger, physique and physical health, intellect and engaging personality Ew. and a versatile education largely obtained the hard way. Society may be able to profit from his services in five to 10 years. Can you imagine, like, in the court? His he's like, service is what? His physique? Yeah, what like, kind of a fucking review I, is because that? Because he's, like, brilliant, right? Yeah. Or something. But it's like, dude, he's been this, he's he's a scam artist. He's yeah. a fraud. Now he's, he's scammed you. And he's the you. last person known to see, this, you. to see this guy alive. He's the last one who saw Patterson alive. Right. That's so, not a reason you, enough to try him for murder? Yeah. Do you want to know how society profited from Kesey? Oh, yeah. Let's well, hear let that. me tell you. So yeah. this next one blows my mind. You would think that Kesey's murderous and thieving ways would have ended after serving time for kidnapping and, you know, allegedly murdering Patterson. Um, but you would be absolutely wrong. In 1999, Kesey kidnapped and murdered what? a championship boat racer, Harry Christensen, who was 48 at the time. What? Shortly after he disappeared, Christensen's Cessna, another plane. <gasps> Wait a minute. Was found covered in blood, but no trace of him anywhere. Where was this? Um, this happened in... Uh, um, well, the, the, I'm not sure what state that he was taken from, oh. um, but he ends up found in, um, they find uh, Kesey in New Mexico. So apparently Kesey pretended to be interested in buying the plane and he even flew it twice before kidnapping and murder, murdering Christensen. Similar to Patterson, they found Christensen's body buried in a remote desert area, this time in New Mexico. He had shot Christensen in the chest stuffed his body in the plane, wow. used Christensen's credit card to fuel up, and then when he landed, borrowed a friend's car to get rid of the body. When Kesey was arrested just a day after Christensen went missing, I didn't find like the details of like how they traced him. He had Christensen's Rolex credit cards and jewelry, but wouldn't tell authorities where they could find the body. What I mean, a what a horrible, 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 horrible human. Wow. So that's the story. Dude, he's killed more than two people. Oh, of course. Come on. Of course. Come on. Like, that's his MO. Dude. Like, he knows how to fly a plane. He's, like, hobnobbing with rich people. Like, because this guy was, like, a, you know, successful wow, Tina. person. 
So yeah, that's the story of the kidnapping and murder of U.S. diplomat John Patterson. Oh my God! I know that was like, like I said, I I kind of saw that and I was like, oh, it's probably like some guerrilla gang that did it. And then I was like, what? Wait a minute! What? Wait a minute! And then the other murder, I was like, you got to be kidding me! Oh my God! He shouldn't have been let out. No, that fucking psychologist, fucking piece of shit. I know. God damn it! But still, he had twenty years. Then they let him go after ten. Yeah. Because if he was in jail for twenty years. That he would be getting out in 1999. Yeah. That guy could still be alive. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Terrible. Oh, Tina. Woo. That was a really good one. Yeah, I was... The I twists was, and I, turns. Yeah, I was just surprised at it because I was like, well, I haven't really done anything with diplomats. Let yeah. me check this out. Mm. I don't know. I, I forget he, even how I came across it. I loved but. it. I wanted to... Uh, I mean, t- we record on Saturday, so today's yes. the 23rd, but... You're going to hear this on the 27th. But <gasps> if you could go back, we recorded with Super Media Bros last week. Yes. And it was really a lot of fun. That movie was so insane. Much fun. <laughs> and so, so silly. it was so fun to sit and talk to Richie. And like, I mean, it's our first Odd Pods mashup, which is really awesome. And, you know, I want to talk about, you know, talking about film um, and, you know, TV and things like that. Oh God, and look and, at her. and there are, you know, I, there are so many podcasts out there where it's just kind of boring, where. <laughs> people don't like really oh detail. like I know I know you mean like when it's like a husband and wife yeah or yeah and, and it's just like chit chat we don't want to hear chit chat like no. with super uh, media bros mm-hmm. there was a clear like we're going to talk about the different issues that come up yeah and it's someone that like is really well versed in film and mm-hmm. so it was really engaging and really yeah. interesting to talk about so yeah definitely uh check them out yeah they really know what they're doing um, when they talk about media and film and TV and, 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 all, and wrestling and everything that they talk about. Love like it. they, you know, uh, the analysis and, and their intellect. Yeah. They're fans. Through. They're fans. Yes. You know? They are actual fans and I they mean, know what they're doing. Here's like 90% of podcasts. It's this couple, right? Who goes to like barbecues and shit. And everybody's <laughs> like, you two are so funny. Yeah. You're no. so funny. You should have a podcast together. You're so funny. And then they make the podcast and you listen to it, right? And it's like, she's giggling at how funny he is. But the story's not funny. The story's not funny. Just because your friends think you're funny doesn't make you funny, honey. And there are some good, like in our Odd Pods family, we have the Married with Television. And I'm not referring to that. An amazing, an amazing, an amazing job. Because they're professional. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People who like are not funny. Yeah. I mean, that's all. By the way, go fuck yourself. Fucking over it, over it, Woo. invasive and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the Super Media Bros video is on our YouTube, yes. and the um, audio is Super Media Bros. Uh, you can listen to it on Richie's because we were guests on his podcast. Yes, but we have the video, and like I think he about I think he said about fifteen minutes extra on the video, so you can go watch that. Yeah, and uh, that's it. So I'm going to I have a few minutes. To watch a little bit of Drag Race. Uh, the finale was last night, and I am uh, Team Willow Pill. I hope that she oh, wins. Hey. Uh, I, gotta, I can watch a little bit because then I have to go see another gay man try to pull an illusion off. So, oh, a lot of events. God. A lot of events this morning. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a great note to end on. So, bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.